Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Tani G. I'm your host, Tani G. We're in Pirkei Treasury, Season 2 of the PAL, Chapter 2, Paragraph 7, Parag Bet, Mishnah Zion. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at Maximum, T-E-E, at Yahoo.com. Here we have a little Mishnah, but no less important than any other Mishnah. All the Mishnahs, all the paragraphs in the Sefer in this book are fantastic. So let's see you. What it says, He also saw a skull floating on the water. He said to it, Because you drowned others, they drowned you. And eventually those who drowned you will be drowned. A very big tongue twister, very hard words to say. Hopefully we said them okay. But the gist is, everyone will get what's coming to them. Hashem will always take care of everybody to make sure they get their retribution. God forbid they sin, that He'll make sure their punishment comes. But on the converse, also, hopefully everyone will get the reward due to them for doing good things. And we're still talking about Hillel. These are sayings of Hillel. And let's see what we can learn from here with some comments. So he saw the skull floating on the water and he said this whole statement. This is the second incident related in Avos to Rabbi Nassan regarding Hillel indicated by the word also. Hillel spoke to the skull. See Rashi Sukkah 53a who opines that Hillel recognized the skull as that of a known murderer as if it were alive in order to explain the system of divine justice. Since you were wicked and murdered others, you were yourself murdered. However, even the one who murdered you is subject to punishment for God picks as an instrument of retribution someone who previously transgressed and is liable. Even though your murderer was an agent of divine retribution, he too will be punished. And we know there's a, there's a whole concept in the Talmud, I don't remember where, but if someone kills without any witnesses, Hashem will arrange it that something will happen, that there will be witnesses and he'll be able to be taken care of. And someone who kills without witnesses will be taken care of. And then somebody else who needs to have some retribution, he might kill in an accidental way. So this guy who amazed and purposefully killed someone but nobody saw it will himself be in, in tune for punishment will be punished. And then another guy will have to go to Gullis to go to exile for it. A very famous case. It might be mentioned. So Ramban clarifies that the concept alluded to here in his commentary in Genesis 15, 14, no one understand that if a person has been inscribed and sealed for a violent death in Rosh Hashanah, God forbid, Lo Aleinu, the bandits who kill him will not be guiltless simply because they fulfill that which has been decreed against him. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity from Yechezkel, but his blood will be sought from the murderers. However, when a decree is issued from the mouth of a prophet, there are different laws concerning the one who fulfills it. If he heard it, and he wishes to fulfill the will of his creator as decreed, he incurs no sin for doing so. On the contrary, it is accounted to him as a merit, just as it is said by King Yehu, because thou hast done well in executing that which is right in mine eyes, and hast done unto the house of Ahab according to all that was in my heart. The sons of the fourth generation shall sit on the throne of Israel, from Malachim Bet. However, if he heard the command and guilt, killed the guilty person out of personal hatred or in order to take his wealth, he is subject to punishment, for his intention was to sin, and is accounted him as a transgression. See Ramban for historical analysis of the matter. Furthermore, overzealousness and excessive cruelty are factors which indict one who assumes the role of executing God's retributive plans. A very big question in history, a lot of the people who persecuted Jews say, why, why were we held, held liable? Why were we punished for 
doing that which God wanted. God wanted to punish the Jewish people, Olenu, especially in the times of Egypt or more recently in World War II. Why were they punished if they were the agents doing God's will? Why were they punished? Because they did excessive cruelty. They went above and beyond the matter way, way, way too much. If the, if the Jewish people or somebody is guilty to number two, don't make it a number 10. They went above and beyond, much more cruel, much more worse than was warranted. So even if, if Hashem makes it the agent, you don't have to be cruel and mean and overly zealous to the wrong degree. You have to realize that everyone is an agent of Hashem, of God, but only to the right way. He said to it, because you drown others, they drown you. Move by the sight of a floating skull that had been deprived of a proper burial to Pharisees. Israel. Hill remarked aloud about the justice of divine retribution. God punishes man measure for measure. Nothing man experiences in life is without reason. The commentators agree that Hill made his statement only in general terms. Did not mean that every corpse was that of a murderer. Certainly such a victim had not necessarily committed murder, but Hill's point was that there is always justice in God's scheme. Rambam teaches this, that this teaches us that one's bad deeds come back to haunt him. Man himself suffers from the suffering he inflicts on others, God forbid, conversing to even a greater extent. Man is always the beneficiary of his own good deeds. May we be zochah to only do good deeds. Man is treated by God in the same fashion that he treats his fellow man at the bottom. This is certainly true for good treatment as well as bad. Homiletically, this clause is the message of the famous verse, in Vayikra Leviticus, Hashem, you shall love your fellow like yourself. I will be God. In proportion to your love for your fellow man, I will be God. Meaning to say, I will shower you with my beneficence from Avraham Yaakov of Sadigor. So there's always retribution for the bad, and there's always retribution, always payback for the good. And make sure we do more good, and we're zolcha to do more good. The more good that we do, hopefully the more goodness will come into the world, and the world will be a wonderful and much better place. Join us next time as we talk about paragraph 8, where he talks about more things, if it's good or bad. You be the judge of it, but we'll talk about it tomorrow here on the PAL with Tani G. And I'm your host, Tani G.